0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The NFL regular season is officially over. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Devonta Smith to A.J.'s Mac Jones. And with me, as always, is A.J. Rob just makes me look good, <laughs> Uh
1: I, I consider myself more of a Jalen Waddle who gets hurt and then it's coming back from the National Championship game.
0: Today we're talking all the NFL rookies who caught our eye, or for positive and negative reasons. So, From Week 17, which is the last regular season week of the year, next year it'll be Week 18. Let's it! Seven, 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 and
1: one, two, and one, two, three, four. Three. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Suelle. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the 6 we We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go
0: seven rounds forever. That's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, and the NBA is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online. You're online sportsbook experts. And, AJ, I'd be willing to bet Trevor Lawrence goes first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think they're
1: even going to put lines out on that? Because it's going to be like, I don't know, minus 5,000. Like, what's
0: to what's yeah, bet every I'm going to bet every dollar I have on that. And you would make not much money. <laughs> but, but I'd be making money. I,
1: I, look, I'm bad at math. I, I think you make, well, I don't know how much money you have, Rob. I assume you're a multimillionaire, so, yeah, you make a pretty decent chunk, I guess. You're right.
0: Yeah, see? Like $1,000. $1, a million into a million and a half. Not,
1: not even, but
0: yeah. Shut up. Uh, but, hey, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, declaration time. Uh, I'll run through it. AG will pick him out. You guys know the drill. Uh, okay, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Stanford quarterback Davis Mills who is so forgettable that we forgot to mention him when he did declare like several days ago. Miami tight end Brevin Jordan, Clemson tackle Jackson Carmen, Georgia center Trey Hill, Georgia corner Tyson Campbell and Tennessee corner Brace Thompson. AJ, who gets you going?
1: Uh gets me going. That's See you you change the question up all the time. Uh Tyson Campbell gets me going from that list. Hey, me too i'm glad Ralph. yeah i think i think from that list he's well i mean trevor lawrence is the best but he's he's the most intriguing one uh
0: i i think so i think he's the only other guy on this list who like do i think he's gonna go in the first round no but he's the second closest among this list yeah (laughs) agreed uh
1: uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, okay, let's. I don't want to talk with Jackson Carmen. I
0: don't. I don't like him very much. He didn't have a very good year, in my opinion. So there's that. Um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun conversation where there's some who think he's really good because he's a big recruit and he went to Clemson, and others like us who think he's a guard at the NFL and uh, bigger name than game. Um, we were talking about how we thought Brevin Jordan was yep. definitely going back to Miami after uh, after he tweeted after the bowl game. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs>
1: he pulled a fast one, man. Uh, no, that's exciting, though. I, I, he, uh, Brevin Jordan, I don't know, he almost didn't get enough credit for how good his season was, I think.
0: No, and he endeared himself to us by being just a badass. Yeah,
1: playing in the bowl game and being the best player for the Hurricanes on that in that game. Yeah, no, I like Brevin Jordan. I, I think he's, like, securely, obviously, tight in three as he's been all year.
0: Hey, I don't know where Arthur Smith's going to end up a head coach, Ooh. but Brevin Jordan would be a nice fit with old Arthur Smith. That's a good one. I like that. Draft Najee Harrison and Brevin Jordan if you're Arthur Smith. I like that. Thank you. Uh, and then Davis Mills. <laughs> obviously, uh, the number one quarterback recruit into in his class – Um and he didn't – he got – he became a starter about halfway through last season a, after KJ Costello got hurt. and He he flashed some goods, and then obviously this was the a short year for Stanford. And, and he didn't play poorly. I think we talked about him once. Um, Obviously didn't watch a ton of s- Stanford <laughs> games uh, live this year. There wasn't a ton um, of them, yeah. No. And, and pedigree, he's 6'4", 225. Um, but you have to keep in mind, he's essentially played one season of college football um, between the games he played in last year and this year. Uh, Overall, he's 13 games. Uh, In those 13 games, he's thrown for 3,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, 8 picks, and he's not like a mobile quarterback whatsoever. Not a whole lot to get super jazzed up about here. Uh, When you do watch him, you can tell why i think he was such a highly regarded Mm -hmm. high school uh, quarterback because he's got the arm he's obviously well built um but i don't know like he doesn't get me excited maybe he's a late day three guy who you see with backup potential i just have a really really hard time drafting a quarterback who's not overly mobile in general these days that's a good point he, he, he's a solid rhythm thrower. I think he's got a fine arm. Like he doesn't have any one trait that gets me super excited. Like he's very, uh, I thought he was pretty like mechanically, like he's kind of like a robot. <laughs> I I had
1: a, uh, a borderline draftable on him and I, like, I don't know if that's going to, that's not going to go up. Uh, that's, that's fair to say, um, but, but he's probably going to be that, you know, like April 17th rap going to shoot out a tweet saying, Been lots of talk Mm -hmm. about Davis Mills, former five-star recruit. Watch, watch his name in the draft, and you're like, "Wait, is Davis Mills going to go in the fourth round?" And then you know he's he's a third-last pick, and he hangs around in the league for a couple years, and that's Davis Mills. That reminds me of another Davis, Davis Webb. (laughs) There you go. There's there's one of those guys every single year. And hey, hey, Stephen Montez was active for a couple games this year, so. Christian Hackenberg
0: parlayed it into being a second-round pick. Hey,
1: Kyle Allen started. He was one of those guys uh, late in the process. His name was kind of out there, and he uh, he started multiple games in the NFL. So there you go.
0: Um, And a couple more senior bowl acceptances. Uh, Cal offensive lineman, Jake Green, Texas A&M offensive lineman, Dan Moore. Western Michigan offensive lineman, Jalen Moore. Northwestern linebacker, Patty
1: Fisher. <laughs> we have to start with Patty Fisher because uh, – uh, we've been talking about him since the first episode of the show. I d- I I'm not done reading the list. No, we stop at Patty Fisher and we talk about Patty Fisher.
0: Period. No. Then you finish. Because friend of the show, Texas a linebacker Aaron Hansford, and Oklahoma corner Trey Norwood. Talk about Patty Fisher. Uh, that wasn't even worth finishing. <laughs>
1: Go. <laughs> friend of the show, Aaron Hansford. That's worth finishing. Patty Fisher is is my friend
0: my only Patty fisher is gonna either make or break his stock in mobile in one-on-ones
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point um you know jake kerhan i think we both kind of liked him
0: a bit in the summer uh-huh. I, i'm legitimately excited yeah. that he's going yeah big
1: mammoth guy he was a redshirt senior uh what was he he's like six six three thirties um, like an old school right tackle, like, like he he's got yeah. the he, like when you see him at the common he's the barrel chested guy, man. Like yeah,
0: he he you throw on his tape and, and within five plays, you're like this guy is the tone setter up front. Yeah, um, just through the whistle every play. Not a, not a great athlete, not a great pass protector. The feet are worrisome. I think he's probably gonna be a guard at I, the next level anyway. One hundred percent, he's like, built like a guard. Like. You, you mentioned barrel chested, like he's just one of those big power schemes yeah. slogging guards. Yeah. Um, I think he's gonna be an interesting day three guy who could do a lot for himself there if he just bring it, bringing that kind of that badass, yeah, uh, sob mentality uh, to mobile.
1: No, I, I totally agree. Like I had a mid day three grade on him in the summer, and uh, yeah, I definitely think he can be a guy that some teams get excited about. Like those, those just power schemes, the guys that you know. Like, like you know, I, I'll save. I'll, talk, I'll mention this later in the show, but John Simpson had a really nice game this week, and he's a, he's a bigger dude, and he just fits perfectly in the Raiders. And I think if you know, kick her hand inside and put him on one of those teams that just like to thump it in the middle, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: Hell yeah! And speaking of NFL rookies, let's jump into Week Seventeen rookie superlatives and the rookie QB rundowns got more, more buzz around it than normal <laughs> drama. Um, yeah. Drama, and the one quarterback who doesn't have drama around him just had his head coach fired, so hey, there. Uh, so let's start with Tua, who um, threw for 361 yards, a touchdown, three picks, and a loss to the Bills. Dolphins don't make the playoffs. Changeli, luckily, is resigning. AJ, tell us what you saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Tua,
1: Tua wasn't good. He was bad. His receivers were worse. Uh, the play calling was also worse, and like you just said, Ch- Changeli's out. I'm not calling it resigning. He, he's out, which is the best news there. Uh, it was definitely just another game where the play calling wasn't great. Again, uh, like uh, the one example, I know some some of our Dolphin fans friends were upset about that that third and ten screen in the in the tight trips of Lynn Bowden, which was I don't know. It's just like, and then another game where like I don't know, like Isaiah Ford it doesn't look like he's in the should be an NFL player. Just a bunch of drops, and then on to himself, like he was conservative as he usually is what was it 6.2 yards per attempt um and like like three or 361 yards that's a lot of yards but that yards per attempt not great and he wasn't good and like like I, I, maybe like he threw deep a little bit more because they were trying to you know chase the bills up. since kickoff basically and he was what like five of 17 throwing deep third downs he was bad too um red zones he, he wasn't good I, one of his picks came in the red zone the interceptions were, like, like one, Devontae Parker just fell, and that was the pick six. Uh, another was, like, high, but it was off of receiver's hands. And then the, the, the other one, it, I have no idea where Tua was going, and he just threw it straight into <laughs> – there was, like, three DVs there, and I, I don't know. It was it was kind of a mess. Um, not a good game, obviously. And now there's a lot of chatter about Miami potentially taking a quarterback. Um, yeah, Flores came out and said that Tua is their guy, but we've seen that mean absolutely nothing before. Um, I personally don't see it happening, as in them moving on from Tua. Uh,
0: but we got to ask, what do you think the return for Tua would be? Ooh, good question. I mean, what, he's the fifth overall pick, mm-hmm. so he's worth less than that now. Um, I don't know. Like, if you're – the, I don't want to use the Washington football team as an example because I don't think they would do this. But they pick, let's say they pick nineteen, uh, which is the worst slot for playoff team, which they will w- be. Like yeah. would you, would you ch- trade the nineteenth pick for Tua? Uh, like like if I'm yeah, I would, I would. If you're Miami, would you take the nineteenth pick?
1: I don't think so.
0: And obviously they hold the third and eighteenth pick. You if you f- absolutely fall in love with let's assume first overall is trevor lawrence and i mean if the Jets don't the jets could also just not take quarterback i don't think that's gonna happen but it's still a possibility yeah yeah um but like if you absolutely love justin fields and zach wilson goes to i don't think you can pass on that if you like you know what i mean like you when's the next like you're only picking third overall because you acquired the texans pick You're you're at least the 18th best team in the league. You're not going to be picking this early again, probably in the Greer Flores era, unless everything goes horribly, and then that era probably ends. So I I, I think you consider it if you absolutely love, let's say it's Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, But Tua also had nothing around him in terms of weapons this year. A really young offensive line, an awful, awful play caller who... There should be a limit to what age you are to coach in the NFL, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least call plays in the NFL. Uh, and, and so n- now you've got the third pick, the 18th pick. You either invest those in a receiver and a running back, an offensive lineman and a receiver, an offensive lineman and a running back. You invest both those picks on the offensive yeah. side of the ball, get talent around to a. You hire an offensive coordinator who's qualified to be an offensive coordinator. Not just friends with and, Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and, and want, like, will take pieces of what Tua did so well at Alabama, like the RPOs, the quick game. Tua is one of the best quick game quarterbacks we've seen in college football history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I don't see who's willing to take those pieces and put that into your offense and, and make Tua comfortable. And a lot, last week I named a couple uh, of, of guys that came up with as potential play callers who knows what happens. But all I'm saying is, Pep Hamilton doesn't have a job right now. The Chargers staff got fired. He did a pretty good job, uh, with uh, a rookie QB this new year named Justin Herbert. So hey, maybe give him a call.
1: Yeah, and I, I again, I, I totally agree. It's it's if you fall in love with Justin Herbert, uh, well, <laughs> Justin Fields most likely, and uh, and then like if you're getting a top fifteen pick in return, then that that's that's where things get interesting. I don't know, but like like with the Niners trade for Tua. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's not too many teams out there that 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 would pull the trigger on this, you know. And and I don't I don't know if they're gonna get a top ten pick. I like, I don't think the Panthers are looking at that. Like, uh, so again, if, if you do fall in love with Fields, you better be getting uh, a high first in return, and you know, using both of those picks to build around Fields because just bringing in Fields doesn't doesn't solve any issues. Oh yeah, it does. He's awful. <laughs> and and like again, we've said it many times, but um when you compare it to his rookie year to Justin Herbert, yeah, it looks bad. But when you compare his rookie year to 99% of other rookie quarterbacks, it doesn't look bad at all. It just no. looks bad be- like cuz he was on a good team one, but it was really just the defense. And now because he shit the bed <laughs> trying to get them into the playoffs. But like we just said it was everything else around him as well.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Justin Herbert, he had another phenomenal game. I don't know if this will – I mean, meanwhile, Justin Jefferson set the rookie record for receiving yards, so it's going to be a heck of a battle between them for offensive rookie yep. of the year. Um, but Herbert threw for 302, three scores, completed 71% of his passes, had a QB sneak touchdown. They beat the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs uh, – it, it was the Chad Henney show. It was actually really, really enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> Chargers won 30 at 21 but – to start the game, it was just it was just complete back and forth, and then the Chargers ended up pulling away. Um, but Herbert Herbert was pretty unstoppable. It felt so easy throughout the game. They even had uh, on a fourth and goal, a like QB sneak stopped, so th- they left seven out on the field. But uh, so he he was that close to having five touchdowns. Um. He had a nice deep ball to Mike Williams, where Mike Williams cooked a, a young a young corner. Um, he had Jalen Guyton drop a what would wow like fifty plus yard touchdown pass that was in the bread basket, and he just dropped it. Um, it was it was what we've seen from Herbert all season. Pass risk not bothering him, attacking downfield. He loves Donald Parham. Hunter Henry wasn't playing, and Donald Parham looks like a dude. Hunter Henry's a free agent, so who knows. Um, but yeah, he, 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 did such a great job once again, spreading the ball around, attacking downfield, attacking over the middle, utilizing different players in the passing game. Um, he, he's about, I mean, he's the, the best rookie quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, and then again, this was without Keenan Allen, right? So he did a really good job and, and we've seen this in recent weeks without Hunter Henry, getting Parham and Steven Anderson involved, um, And then, like, his deep threats have been Jalen Guyton and Tyron Johnson. And, and like I said, Guyton dropped what would have been a home run touchdown. Um, Again, like, the Chiefs weren't, like, they were playing a bunch of young guys, and it wasn't their real defense and all that. But it's still nice to see that Herbert, like, just picked them apart like it was uh, past past skeleton in, in, in practice.
1: And then, like you said, the the real big deal here is Anthony Lynn got fired, as we kind of anticipated. Uh, the candidates they're looking at are pretty promising, except for uh, one name, Jason Garrett, <laughs> which, which blew me away. Uh, but that's also funny that they're the only team requesting an interview with him too, which I just just tells me that that's not the direction they're going. But the other <laughs> the, the other interviews, uh, very very promising, and I think that's the list of guys. You know, the Dables, the Joe Bradys, which is kind of exciting that he's gotten so many requests. Um, Those are the guys you wanted them to be looking at if they're
0: moving on from Anthony Lane. So
1: that's that's very hopeful.
0: As fans of Justin Herbert, who's your just purely wanting to see the absolute best of Justin Herbert and this Chargers team succeed, who would your number one choice be for them to hire? It's hard
1: not to say Brian Dable because what we saw him do this year with Josh Allen and I like, oh, look, we've talked about Josh Allen many, many, many times on the show, and we obviously evaluated him. I love Josh Allen now. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Like, he's so much fun to watch, and watching him carve this Miami defense up effortlessly this week, um, and when they were playing for something and, and Buffalo wasn't, uh, that was awesome. Like, I want them to win the Super Bowl in, if it's not in, Seattle. So, like, I, I love it.
0: Justin Herbert has a similar skill exactly. set to Josh Allen, just in terms of the arm talent, the size, the, the mobility. mobility. Yeah. More naturally accurate passer coming out of Absolutely. the Oregon than Josh Allen yeah. too, right? So it'd be it, I think it'd just be really fun to see what Brian Dable could do with, with a Justin Herbert. Um that would also be my number one choice. And I, Arthur I, Smith would be interesting too though.
1: Definitely. Arthur Smith would be fun. And like I, I couldn't not say Joe Brady would be fun either. Like I, I don't Really, I don't think they can. Well, I, mean, I Joe Brady would be a risky, I, but it'd be fun.
0: I don't. Does he really like deserve? Like I know that early in the season he had that Panthers offense looking mm-hmm. um, better than it should, and, and he he did make it a pretty fun offense out of some f- spare parts. Yep. I mean, he unlocked Curtis Samuel. He got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson putting up thousand yards, but like it kind of feels so so like you said risky and it just feels so so much more based off knowing the kind of off- offense he put together last year at lsu than this year with carolina like is he re- like i think that there's so much more risk with hiring a joe brady over uh a, a, a brian Dable and eric b enemy uh, even arthur smith
1: oh i i totally agree and i was a little bit surprised to see him get
0: oh do, re- do you know what go ahead yeah do you do you know what i think it is it's like he's probably in theory, a year or two away from actually deserving these head coach interviews mm-hmm. but you don't want to be the team who misses yeah. out on him because so they're jumping the gun a little bit to get him
1: no over. that that's that's a good point and honestly I am fine with that as long as you have the patience with him um and I don't yeah. know I, I think he put together a really uh, impressive year at uh, Ted, teddy bridgewater. I, 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 Teddy Bridgewater should like really shit the pit down the stretch. Anyways, yeah, what were you saying? Uh,
0: again, I'm I'm saying this all while knowing Zach Taylor was hired as a head coach. So it's like Joe Brady is more qualified right now right. than Zach Taylor has ever been. I totally totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, the Bengals
1: should have just hired Joe Brady. Uh, yeah, they should have. I mean, but uh, I don't know. I again, I, I think like we like I said last episode. I'm kind of excited to see Zach Taylor at the Senior Bowl so I can really decide if I hate him or not. Because I I, I'm still, still not sure. I, the question still, I, I don't think he's a good coach if I had to go that way, but I'm not. I can't say for certain he's a
0: bad coach yet. You know what I mean? It's fair. Uh, finally, Jalen Hurts um, obviously got pulled for Nate Setiefeld. Uh, whole debacle. Eagles might have been tanking. At this point, who cares? My Washington football team are in the playoffs. Hurts didn't play well, but clearly gave them a better chance of winning uh, than Sudfeld. Uh, threw for 72 yards, only completed 35% of his passes, threw a pick, but also added two rushing touchdowns. And his mobility was the difference for that offense throughout that game. It was a one-score game when they benched him. He should not have been benched because the other option was worse. I am hoping Jalen Hurts... I mean, they picked sixth, so they could be... In, in position to trade up for a quarterback. They could be in position to just sit and take one. Um, they also have so much money invested in Carson Wentz. Uh, they, they took Hurts in the second round last year. I want to see Jalen Hurts get a chance to go through an offseason as the guy at quarterback to get a real training camp for them to address some of their offensive issues, for their offense to get healthy in general. I mean, sitting at six, I know they took Jalen Rager in the first round th- this past draft, but... I mean, if you're sitting there and Devontae Smith, the Heisman winners on the board, that's going to be hard to pass up.
1: No, yeah, like, I, I pretty much agree, and uh, I mean, this game was just a complete wash. Like, he wasn't, Hurts mm-hmm. wasn't particularly good, but uh, I don't even want to talk about this game. Like,
0: yeah, he, he uh, At the end of the day, he gave them the better chance of winning because of what he was doing as a runner. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it. And the whole, I mean, the whole, The I mean, we saw Miles Sanders come out about it. We saw the sideline clearly upset. (laughs) Al and Chris were upset. Everyone knew Jalen Hurts shouldn't have been benched.
1: I would have fired Doug Peterson, but, I mean, clearly he had backing from ownership, I would assume, to do this. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Okay, offensive rookie of the week. Uh, Uh, Go ahead, yeah. No, I I was just going to ask who you have.
1: Oh, Rob. I got an easy one, buddy. Uh, Not not the biggest week this week, but uh, Justin Jefferson had another great game. And, obviously, he, he broke Anquan Bolden's rookie receiving record. So, I just had to give it to him. It was – it really, it was another ho-hum under yard game for Justin Jefferson. Well, nine catches, 133 yards. Uh, no monster plays, really. I think his longest was like 35-ish. Just a lot of, like, good stick-moving receptions. Again, just one of those games we see from Justin Jefferson so many times this year, and then it led to over 1,400 yards. So.
0: Seven 100-yard games on the season. It's crazy. 1,400 total, 88 catches, and remember, like, I want to say it was, like, before the season there was, like, murmurs, like, he wasn't that good, and, like, he barely barely played the first, what, two weeks, Mm -hmm. and then the minute he became a starter, he was unstoppable and had the greatest rookie receiver, well, okay, I think Randy Moss had the greatest rookie receiver season of all time, but Vikings, so, you (laughs) know
1: the the best rookie receiving uh year. number yeah and of, of this century
0: there thank you well said but yeah i mean like complete stud can do everything the, you you said it earlier in the season on the podcast. The Stephon Diggs first-round pick, it was the rare trade that worked out. Like, both teams are happy they did it.
1: Yeah, it's it's cool, to be honest. Because <laughs> I love Justin Jefferson. We, 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 I mean, we both love Justin Jefferson, and we both love Stephon Diggs. It's kind of awesome that it worked out so immediately and so fruitfully for both franchises.
0: Agreed. Um, okay. Mine is super obvious, which actually <laughs> yeah. it sucks for J.K. Dobbins because he was fantastic this week, but Jonathan Taylor went and ran for 253 yards. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe he finished top five in the league in rushing. So he ended up having the season everyone expected uh, before the season, but it just took him until about like halfway through the year to turn it on and then become a complete stud. Looks like one of the best backs in the game over the, what, the last... The last six games, he I feel like I generally watch the Colts games. So, early <laughs> yeah. in the season, I was telling you about how unimpressive Jonathan Taylor was. And then over like the last six games, I've just fallen in love with him. Um, he is so much more decisive now as a runner than he was earlier in the year. He's just getting comfortable with the NFL game, finally, is what I think. And you're seeing him use that rare straight line burst for a bigger back and... and Chunk run after chunk run against the Jaguars. I, mean, I know it's the Jaguars, but it was hilarious how easy he made it look. Um, he had this big, uh, I think it was like an inside zone play to the left. And he just one cut, uh, broke broke a, like an arm tackle, and was just shot out of a cannon. It reminded me of the way Derrick Henry uh, will like break one tackle while he's bouncing something outside, and it's just... Yeah A man that size shouldn't move as quickly as he does. And it was yeah, it was basically just he didn't have a negative run. He was breaking first contact every play. His vision I know was like not a question coming out of Wisconsin, but just not something he like he was yeah. known for. Like it was average. And early in the season it felt like he was just running blindly straight into the line. Now he's seeing the holes. He he's he's again I say he's decisive. When the hole's there, he hits it hard, and he looks like he's gonna be one of the best, yeah one of the best backs in the league. He ran for nearly twelve hundred yards, and a lot of it came over the last six games.
1: It's like like you know we often talk about hitting the rookie wall, and that's that's what happens for a lot of rookies. They come out hot, and then they they suffer week 10, 12, whatever. It was almost like he met the rookie wall week one, and then he kind of stumbled through it, and then he caught his footing and fucking exploded. It' such a unique season. I it was it was insane. And like just, just to well, talk on this game. No sorry, go ahead, Rob.
0: I was just gonna say, remember last year like Josh Jacobs was very much in that rookie of the year conversation with Kyler Murray and AJ Brown? Yep. Yep. Like Jonathan Taylor finished with more rushing yards this year and more total yards this year than Josh Jacobs had last year.
1: And it just like like you said, it just all felt like it came in the last six games and they were just explosive monster games. And this honestly this week he had two hundred and fifty three yards. That's the ninth best rushing performance of all time, single game, obviously. Uh, and it feels like we didn't talk about it enough as a football society. And, I, yeah, it was the Jaguars and the game. It was
0: overshadowed. Yeah,
1: it was just overshadowed. 253 yards. It, it, I just looked it up. He, it's exactly tied with DeMarco Murray uh, for the ninth best rushing performance of
0: all time. Sorry, I was counting something. His seven highest rushing totals this season, six of them <laughs> – with the last six games, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, and, and and the other one was when they gave him just a ton of carries against the Vikings. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he looks like he's. Uh, I mean, there are a few backs I think after that. I mean, him, him, and J.K. Dobbins, because who I will talk a bit about later. Like both of like J.K. Dobbins ran for 160 yards, and I feel like no one's talking about that either. Um, he he he's been incredible. He just hasn't had the same usages yeah. some other guys and like he like he he ended up averaging six yards a carry and ran for eight hundred yards this year. <laughs> um it yeah. started one game.
1: It's ridiculous like like I, I like Dobbins looked better from week one through week uh seventeen than, yeah, he, like, than he, Taylor. He, he, did, he was but, super consistent. Yeah. It's just he, again, like you said, wasn't getting the touches. And we did we expected that though, right? So it wasn't he,
0: he also his <laughs> I'm just looking at Dobbins' numbers right now. His um S- six of his seven highest totals were the last six games for him.
1: It's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of running backs going into next year. Like, like Antonio Gibson had an amazing rookie year. Uh, James Robinson, obviously, an amazing rookie year. Like, there's a lot. Uh, Swift is only going to get better. Like, uh, Clyde Edwards feels like we almost forgot
0: about him, but remember that he was amazing to start the year. Like, the, well, the, he, yeah, I mean, early in the year, he was in everyone's offensive rookie of the year conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I think he was the preseason favorite, probably. Uh, at least amongst non-quarterbacks. Um, and really, I guess... It was, oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, go ahead. By the way, Jonathan... So Jonathan Taylor finished the year third in the league in rushing behind only Derek Henry and Dalvin Cook, who are obviously the, pretty much considered the two best running backs in the league.
1: He had, like... Remember the the lofty-ass expectations of Jonathan Taylor's season? He met them. It just took a while for him to do it.
0: And then you mentioned, like, with dobbins CEH, and Gibson... Those three were twenty nineteen and eighteenth in the league in rushing. All three of them, um, either dealt with injuries or were not really their number one running back. Yeah. and then obviously James Robinson was top ten in rushing. Like the rookie running back class ended up slow start, but I mean Cam Akers we saw before he got hurt. Yep. um, and like you said, Swift had a couple games here and there. Like it, it ended up kind of living up to the expectations. It just came late.
1: Yeah, very much so. Like and and the, like you said, a couple surprises like no one really expected the Antonio Gibson season to come uh like like it did this year. And mm-hmm. all the all the top guys lived up to their hey, even AJ Dillon had the one big game when he got the chance. So that's true. So really like like who's the worst running back pick? Like Keyshawn Vaughn. I think that was the worst one. 76. I'm looking at it right
0: now. Yeah, because Ronald Jones is a stud. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, even Zach Moss, 86, had, he looked good. It just, you know, we, we always knew he was in a split role there with
0: Singletary. Anyways, a really good class. Way too much running back talk for my liking. Uh, okay, defensive rookie of the week.
1: Um, Honestly, like, outside of Chase Young, who's my primetime star, but there's only one primetime game, so I didn't want to put him here too.
0: Yeah, I did the same thing.
1: <laughs> there was, like, no real monster defensive performances on my radar. So I gave it to the guy who I had looking like a hit last week. Quick ascension for him, who's been an instant impact. Uh, Xavier McKinney, who obviously just come back uh, since week so. 11, I believe. Uh, and, and he's now getting full-time reps, and he's only been amazing since he come back. Um, had the game ceiling interception. It was an easy one. It was in the end zone. It has good tweets, too. Yeah, I was, I was gonna get there. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, hold on. If you want to mention that, he dunked on Skip Bayless after the game. I really would have given him this this award on that alone. So I'm glad he had the big game too. Uh, blew blew up a screen pass for for TFL. Uh, I think he had another interception that got negated by a flag early in the game. Um, eight tackles. He's going to be absolutely huge for this Giants team next year. Who who looks like? I don't know. I guess he looks I like. I love him. Yeah, I, Xavier McKinney looks amazing. I love him as well. This Giants team looks like what you kind of... I think what Joe Judge wants it to, to look like, which I don't know if they're going to be uh, very good, but hey,
0: they were there at the end of the year, so there you go. Okay, you didn't have a monster Ricky performance, but I did from someone other than Chase Young. Just so happens to play for my favorite team and also be a pass rusher named Alex Highsmith, who over the last, what, I think two... Ever since I said he played mm-hmm. poorly, he's been awesome. When, when did I say you played poorly against? Uh, the Bengals game, know, wasn't AJ. it? The, was, yeah, it was the Bengals. Um, yeah, because the Ryan Finley touchdown. So the the Colts game and this Browns game, he looks like they don't have to think about signing about Dupree. Um, Finished the game against the Browns with nine tackles, three pressures, and a sack. Eight Jedrick Wills lunch. More on that later. This, he he came out with this nasty nasty inside spin move that got the best of George Will's twice, uh, beat Will's again. Um, I don't know if he even got credited for the sack, on on it. But uh, just on the outside with a, a speed dip rush, he looked like he just had so much more of a pass rush plan, and he looked so explosive. Just like he's not the the biggest. Got yeah, like he's like six three two fifty and he's just this little ball of energy, um, eating Will's lunch.
1: Yeah, he. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's almost like he listened and he heard you and he just turned it
0: on cause Yeah, I think that's what it is. Friend of the show, Alex Heisman. <laughs> yeah, and hey, he's, you know what's crazy too? Yeah, is we, he he walked on at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Charlotte. Like this isn't new to AJ. AJ AJ has been a Charlotte 49ers fan for years. But um like that that program can is is very new. Yep. He walked on there. Like it blows my mind that a guy can be this good this soon in the NFL but had to walk on it like the worst program in college football. I know. And yeah. didn't didn't start until his junior year and was was fucking monster as a senior.
1: As far as um we've come in terms of both NFL scouting and high school recruiting, uh you know, compared to 25 years ago um, there's still so many greats that fall through the cracks
0: yeah put him in the Hall of Fame already here comes the Alex Highsmith train the Hall of Fame train (laughs) yeah so basically there's no way they're gonna reset. I don't know what Bud Dupree's gonna get in free agency because he was amazing this year and last year before he tore his ACL this year but there's no way they're bringing him back, knowing this is what Alex High- Highsmith can provide.
1: Uh, I totally agree, yeah. And, I, I mean,
0: I hope Bud gets the bag, though, because he deserves it. I, I agree. Someone with a lot of cap space, just give him a lot of money. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Bring him to Jacksonville. Who cares?
1: Um, okay, where's rookie. I uh, I went back to the well, and I chose Tua. And the first time I've done this all year, went fine. with a That's quarterback.
0: Fine. I mean, he had to win the game to get them to the playoffs. Exactly. Fitz wasn't there to save the day. Like, this was the make or break of his rookie season, and it broke, and now there's going to be, for the next couple months, are they going to take a quarterback conversation? He could have ended that, and he didn't.
1: Yeah, perfectly put there, Rob. That's that's exactly why I gave it to him. It's just like – he had the worst performance for a rookie that actually mattered. And he had, he, he was maybe the most important – he was the most important rookie for a team's playoffs hopes this season uh, – this this week. And, again, it wasn't completely his fault. Um, but, yeah, it's just the, the chatter is going to keep on churning
0: here. I didn't have any, like, relatively – Super disgustingly ugly rookie performances. So I just put Jedrick Wills for my worst rookie. Obviously, he had a fantastic year. He he came in and helped reinvent that Browns offense. They made the playoffs. He uh, he looked he looked good in the run game um, against Pittsburgh, but Alex Highsmith did eat his lunch. He gave a sack. He gave up. I think all three of yeah all three pressures. Um, he really struggled against uh, Alex Highsmith's uh, athleticism, and he just kind of he he didn't do a great job moving laterally i like every, like when alex riseman's busted out the busted out the inside spin like he was just like he had no chance he he couldn't re um reposition himself to even get hands on him um so not like i don't feel great putting him for worst rookie but he did lose an afc north rookie showdown and they get to play each other again this week which is pretty fun oh yeah Primetime start. We've both put Chase Young. Chase Young was once again an absolute monster. Three quarterback hits, a sack, fumble recovery against the Eagles. Um, he, he down the stretch, solidified himself as one of the best young pass rushers in the NFL. Uh,
1: 100%. And uh, as I think we've kept reiterating all year, uh, very, very good run defender as well. Uh, he looks like unblockable at times in this game. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it could have been because they didn't actually want to block him. <laughs> But but that's not Chase Young's fault. Um so, and he's pretty funny in the post game where he, he he didn't want to say that they're tanked on purpose. I loved I love that. Um He
0: he's he's the fact that he's already been named a captain. Yeah. For real. And like he's he's twenty one, he's a franchise cornerstone. He like obviously they had had um John Allen Ron Payne, Montez sweat there already but, like, adding him to that group, bringing in Ron Rivera. This Washington football team went from a team you and I generally hated on because of, well, the owner's still, like, the, one of yeah. the worst people. But there's stability in the front office now because Ron Rivera came in. Exactly. And, and things are just looking at. Like, it must feel so nice. Like, to, you, you made the playoffs at 6-10, at and 10, but... Like, it just must feel so nice knowing as a Washington football fan. Like, your defense can be monstrous for years. That defensive line is terrifying. Chase Young's that dude. Terry McLaurin's that dude on offense. Both went to Ohio State. Draft Justin Fields somehow.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on.
0: I'm all excited. Sorry. Uh, okay. Underwhelming performance.
1: I uh, Someone we both love. I give it to C.D. Lamb, who uh, had that really brutal drop that would have put them inside the 10 late in the game uh he just didn't show up like he had five catches 43 yards a game where they obviously needed him they were still trying to uh win the division but hey um it just like a great rookie year totally overshadowed and uh, a se- a season that was kind of I don't want to say lost for CeeDee Lamb but if, if Dak Prescott was healthy uh what could have been a lot of what ifs there in, in Dallas and especially for CeeDee Lamb
0: I put um Kenneth Murray, who, underwhelming season in general, yes, but yeah. because when you, you go and you look at those numbers, you see 107 tackles. That's insane. You see, you see five TFLs, you see a sack. You're like, he he must have had a pretty good rookie year. But you watch a Chargers game and it doesn't, like he's never yep. making an impact in coverage. He's had, he had, a, in his defense, he had a couple games this year where he looked very good against the run. But as a, as a whole, like I would say this is a disappointing season for a first-round linebacker. Uh, I think you're going to see his name pop up on a lot of all rookie teams. He won't be on ours. Um, (laughs) And against the Chiefs, it was just like the other thing is it feels like every time Denzel Perry makes a hit, he's putting someone in the fucking hospital. He had a hit in this game that like I fell over my seat. It just hammered a a dude behind the line of scrimmage, and it was crazy. Uh, and then, like, yeah, I, I, I focus on Kenneth Murray, and it's very, like, he only had three tackles, he didn't really make any impact, he struggled in coverage, it was a lot of the same with him. He just, yep. he doesn't, his instincts are a problem. Okay, who looks like a hit?
1: Uh, speaking of an up and down year, I give it to Jerry Judy, because this was the up baby, he had the 92 yard touchdown, which was fucking awesome, he caught it jumping mid-stride over the middle on an in route, hit the ground running, killed all the angles, it was awesome, and then and then he caught a two point conversion too. Before that, um, kind of scary because he double caught it, but he caught it. Um, <laughs> and the last drive where they they went up and got the field goal blocked, he had a nice grab in traffic to set up that field goal. Uh, but you know, uh, like, like like I said, ups and downs this year. But obviously, um, like the team had no consistency itself. Mm-hmm. Locke was in and out of the lineup, and he was inconsistent. Um, I'm still excited for for Jerry Judy's future. Um, and I think I think he should be. I know like kind of a weird year, but regardless, um I, I'm still I'm still pretty pumped and what he had like what, 140 yards on five catches and a touchdown.
0: Um I'm sticking at receiver with LaViska Chenal, who Jacksonville lost again, as they do. Um but he was the only guy doing anything really on that offense. James Robinson obviously didn't play the last two weeks. Uh Chennault had sixty eight yards and two touchdowns on six catches. Um the first was on a on a quick slant with a DB draped all over him, made a great catch. The other was he got a mismatch with Darius Leonard on a on a corner route and just beat him. Um, Mike Glennon's throwing dimes, you know how it is. <laughs> but but as I'm watching this, I'm just thinking like he quietly had a very good rookie year for a second round receiver in a horrible situation. Like he, he had and Jake Jay Gruden did a good job utilizing him and getting him in different spots. And he finished the year with six uh six hundred and ninety one yards from scrimmage on seventy six touches. And all I was thinking was I cannot wait to see what a, hopefully a smart head coach with an offensive mind does with him with Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball.
1: Uh yeah, I totally agree. And I've been thinking that since the Jaguars uh were threatened to to jump the Jets there. And like yeah, Trevor Lawrence. D.J. Uh, Chark, I think, is going to be explosive immediately yeah. with Lawrence. Uh, a serviceable offensive line. Uh, maybe, like, it's still kind of up and coming. It might, might be solid in the future. And then uh, the best player in the football, James Robinson, in the running back position. That, that offense is, is like, ready there's for Trevor th- th-
0: Yeah, and they have so much cap space if they hire a good GM. Although, Shot Khan said he's going to have final say on things. Hopefully that changes. But, like, they, they have... Playmakers, young playmakers, and they've invested in the offensive line. And again, like you said, tons of cap space too. Um I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm much happier to see Trevor Lawrence with Jacksonville. Me too. Um looks like a miss I kinda copped out. I I put Alex Highsmith just because I was too low on him. Um when the Steelers took him, I was excited because I thought they would do a good job with him. Um but I, I I think I had an early fourth round grade on him I think he's gonna be a fantastic football player.
1: Let's see where I ended up with him. I'm curious. no I, I kind of you know this week I uh I kind of wanted to look back and see yeah I, I had a fourth on him too 124 um I, I kind of wanted to just to <laughs> surmise the season and kind of look at like who I think my biggest miss was um like in terms of someone who actually went early. so I, at first I thought it was like I think it was Ross Blacklock. Who was absolutely invisible all year? Another invisible game this week. Uh, So I was like, maybe it's him. And then like, I thought Jeff Glaney, but I'm like, who I was really high on. But he looks like he can be a good nickel, kind of you know, a little little lost in the shuffle. But I mean, I guess it's clearly uh, Caleb Van Chase on right because he was just an absolute nothing this year. Um, But I think like, well, uh, I mean,
0: yeah. Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons.
1: Okuda, Simmons, yeah,
0: the them as Simmons well. is. I I had Simmons and Okuda third and fourth on my board. I I had my board open now.
1: I had I know I had Okuda third. I probably had Simmons right beside him. I, I yeah three and four. I was hey I copied you. So yeah them them as well. And then on, on the flip flip flop I can say flip flop. Um, <laughs> I I think A. G. Terrell who went 16th. I had him in the 50s, and he obviously had a really really good uh, rookie year. He lived up to being the 16th overall pick
0: see where I had AJ. I had AJ Terrell exactly 50.
1: There you go. I was lower. I, I, th- I think I had him 58.
0: There I you wonder go. who the... Um, it, this is kind of fun. This could be a whole show itself, so I'm going to stop. Um, but you know what I'm not going to stop doing, AJ? Gambling. <laughs> because betting online yeah. is the best way to kill time. I made that jingle up. Like, don't give them credit. I said that in my head. Um, hey, NFL playoffs. The college football championship might be on Monday. We don't know for sure yet. Uh, Nick Saban's daughter is going to be mad if it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> the NBA is here. Hockey's about to start, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, to pitchers and catchers report, AJ? Uh, 42 days. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. Uh, so head to bet online. And start, and start getting ready to bet on those baseball spring league games by uh, using the code armchair to take advantage of all the great setup bonuses. Bet online. Your online sportsbook expert. Uh, okay, my needs to step it up it is going into next season. Jalen Rager needs to step it up. Yeah. The receivers around him, I mean, Justin Jefferson went one pick after him. Um, Rager had one catch for 15 yards against Washington. It was, once again, irrelevant uh but yeah the the fact that the receivers who also went in the first round like did Jerry Judy have the year you really wanted to see no but he had his moments he he took a, like i mean the he, he ended the season on a very high note yeah um you would be the Eagles fans would kill to have Jerry Judy right now like here i've got the i've got the numbers uh open Justin Jefferson CD Lamb T. Higgins all had over nine hundred yards. Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy had over eight hundred. Brandon Ike over seven hundred. Darnell Mooney and Lavisca Chennault in the six hundreds. Gabe Davis and Mike Pittman in the five hundreds. And then Henry Ruggs four fifty two. Jalen Rager three ninety six. Ah, uh, <laughs> fuck. I, I like Jalen Rager yeah. barely had more yards than KJ Hamler. That's not great. He barely had more yards than Quintez Cephas.
1: <laughs> who came on late for the Lions? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the most underappreciated rookie receivers, um, Cheneau, because he was on a terrible team. And Brandon Ayuk, who just just never got the attention. I think he had a really, really good year.
0: Yeah, he had a couple. Well, that that's the thing. All these guys, like, every one of them, like, Jefferson, Lamb, Higgins, Claypool, Judy, Ayuk, all had games where it felt like they kind of took over yeah. at a point. yeah. Um, and then Darnell Mooney and Lavisca Chanel both ha- like were just really good. And, and, and Gabe Davis and Mike Pittman, for the, uh, to be honest, like all had games where they just looked like such good complementary pass catchers. And then like Henry Ruggs had that one 100 yard game where he had two catches. And like Jalen Rager never even had that. Like even KJ Hamler had that one game where he uh, just hooked yeah. DBs. Yeah. Like like DeAndre Swift had only like 40 less receiving yards than Jalen Rager.
1: (laughs) It's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like he needs to He, – I'm going to go ahead and say like they're probably going to take a receiver at six. Jalen Rager needs to be the perfect complement to like Devonta Smith or whoever it is.
1: That's another uh, miss for me too, um, at least this year. Uh, Speaking of, I can go right from my last uh, segment on the misses to this next guy. Uh, But he gets to play this week, so I put AJ Eponiza here who was also an absolute non-factor of a year from him. Uh, But him showing up in the playoffs would be so huge for the Buffalo Bills. Like, Costanzo went on IR. Uh, Braden Smith is back, but uh, still, this is such a chance for Epinesia to come up big in a big spot. And they played him a lot this week, and he he wasn't very good, and he hasn't been very good this year. So, I I don't know, as an A.J. Epinesa fan and as a Buffalo Bills fan, Circle the Wagons, I really, really, really want to see him at least do something this week.
0: this rookie pass rusher class was so disappointing, or not, I don't even know if disappointing is the right word, but just like underwhelming outside of Chase Young. Um, obviously, like I said, Alex Heisman at the last two weeks, yeah. Um, Josh Uche had a couple games this year, too. And you know, DJ Wanam, Mee- T- you, Turgoros, Matos, I think both had pretty like solid rookie years, and then your boy Alton Robinson, like Alton Robinson was second in among rookies in sacks,
1: yeah, and quietly, quietly, really strong. And... It felt like I don't know, like a, a second round heavy group, um, like at least like on my board, and yeah, none of
0: those guys uh, really showed up. Hey, yeah, Darrell Taylor might be getting
1: ready to play soon, buddy. I'll get excited.
0: I, it, that's my guy. Uh, okay, not ready to play. I put. I mean, every week the Eagles have like a weird <laughs> undrafted rookie corner who sh- should not be playing. This week it was Grayland Gray, Grayland Arnold from Baylor. Um, he got cooked for a touchdown. I felt bad. Uh, but my real one was Akeem Davis Gaither. He had a bunch of tackles, and he had a pick uh, against the Ravens, but, like, the Ravens fucking just outmanned that Bengals front seven, and uh, he was at the brunt of a lot of it. It was just, they just ran it down the throats. I, I mentioned J.K. Dobbins at 160, and, like, he he just really struggled to make an impact against the run and work off blocks, and he's an undersized guy, and, and you could feel that. Didn't, didn't Graylin Arnold have, like, a really good three-gun or something? Or just there was it? there was hype. There was hype.
1: <laughs> uh, for me, hey, uh, I think a guy we, we both liked, actually. Uh, Nathani Muti for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they mixed them in. He played most of the game, like, kind of in and out, but like 60 snaps of, like, the 83 snaps or something. Uh, and he didn't look great. It felt like every single snap he was kind of getting knocked back. I don't know it, was, it wasn't a great look. He, he was beside Coshenberry who ended up playing every single snap for the Broncos this year but like not overly impressive. I again, Koshenberry, another a guy I was so high on and I like, I guess it's a promising year from a center, but uh, not great. <laughs> so, but I think M- Muti was just uh, kind of out of his depths a little bit at times.
0: Uh, for best day three rookie, I threw down 3 DBs who I thought played pretty well uh jordan fuller for the rams Kendall Wilder for the bears and cameron curl for the washington football team
1: yeah curl curl's been really really good man
0: um i went back to the well i, I said gabe davis who had
1: two catches 170 yards in a touchdown both his catches went for over 50 yards uh they just i don't know man it's like the, the he just he just like i think they're both in the third quarter too and Dolphins just kind of forgot about him and he kept getting deep and I mentioned earlier, John Simpson, uh, and like I said, it, he just fits that Raiders offensive line like pretty perfectly. He's big, he's mean. Uh, he like in the run, he was getting so much traction, moving guys constantly. Um, he's still a bit of a work in progress in, in pass protection, but he wasn't a disaster at all. I just like to see him get a little like look for work a little bit more, and be a little more aggressive. But um,
0: that should come in time. That's really promising for the Raiders. You want a random stat that I just figured out? Sure. Only two rookies had um, at more than one sack and more than well, – I hope this is a real stat. I'm not just inventing. And more than two interceptions. Can well, you name them?
1: More than one sack and more than two. More interceptions.
0: than one sack and more than two interceptions. Only two rookies did it. Uh, LeJarrius Sneed. Yeah. Uh, Antoine
1: Winfield? Cameron Curl. Uh, I should have. I should have known. Really, I, I thought Winfield would have hit
0: that too. No, um, uh, Winfield. This is probably not good. But no, d- maybe Winfield had three sacks, one pick.
1: Oh, only one pick. There you go.
0: There you go, AJ. There you go. That's Rob's Saturday. of the day. My best undrafted rookie was like the only. Well, actually, I noticed two, but I had to save one for out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so how about friend of the show, Jonathan Ward, the old Central Michigan yeah. running back? He got a touchdown against the Rams. They're, the Cardinals only scored the day. I like no one high key, so I went with like a couple of random ones. Same
1: game. How about Rodney Smith? He was the leading rusher for Carolina. That's random as hell. 10 carries, 40 yards, had a touchdown. Sick. Pride of Minnesota. Pride of Minnesota. Uh, can't wait for Mo Ibrahim next year. And uh, Marquez Callaway, who's been, you know, when he's been in there for the Saints all year, he's been good. Another three catch, 51 yards. Like, a nice fourth receiver there in New Orleans.
0: He, he, it feels like they just always have these guys. Yeah,
1: I know. There's been so good in Sean Payton's era there, man.
0: Um, wait. Did I hear, let me see. I, okay, so I'm going to, I have a problem with this, with something you didn't mention, my boy Antonio Williams. Uh, the Bills running back, I'm undrafted, sorry. Ohio State to North Carolina. I'm sorry, at 63 Rob. yards and two touchdowns. He's better than Zach Moss. I knew he had that. I, I I was just hoping you'd mention him, so I had that ready.
1: No, you're right. You're right. I should have. That's a that's a blunder on my
0: part. Uh, Rookie who flashed. Um, I I mentioned J.K. Dobbins, who was just as good as any running back. This week, Uh, not named Jonathan Taylor. 160 yards, two touchdowns, 12.3 a pop against the Bengals. Just ripping off huge runs. He's perfect for that offense. He's going to be one of the best backs in the league next year. Nick Chubb-esque. Chase Claypool was really good against the Browns. Mason Rudolph just started throwing it up to him late in the game and ended up with 100 yards and a touchdown his best game in some time and then Brown's linebacker Jacob Phillips who for the first time this season played over 50 percent of the snaps he ended up playing 100 against the Steelers uh 10 tackles a TFL and a QB hit he was kind of all over the field and they have linebacker problems they took him in the third round he looked really explosive so maybe that's a guy to watch for next year if they don't address their linebacker problems
1: that's an interesting one that kind of lost in the shuffle this year in Cleveland all right uh you ready this one's gonna make you happy buddy Jonathan Grenard had a good game. <laughs> uh, nine tackles, a TFL, a quarterback hit. Uh, the, the TFL was sweet. It was a solo on Derrick Henry. Kind of just wrecked his guy, got in the backfield, brought Henry down. Um, he kind of looked like he was giving more, like at, at least when, because the, like the, obviously Houston snuck back into this game and made it interesting, more than interesting. Um, <laughs> he looked like he was like the only one giving effort when the game kind of felt like the Titans were just going to run away, um, on the Texans D. at least. And like all of his pass rush reps, I think he had like twenty three or something like that. They felt pretty effective. He, he was he was you know it was high effort. He was at least breaking away. Um, I I I thought it was pretty impressive. And he like he looked completely lost in coverage, but he should never be in coverage anyways. So that's okay. I, I thought this was a really promising game from Grenard, and we'll see what the new staff um, comes in and see what, what the hell they do with him. And uh, go. I know you wanted to say something about Grenard. Go ahead.
0: I could have told you he'd be giving effort all year. <laughs> he uh, did it at Florida. He did it at Louisville. He's he's coming. It's him and they're gonna trade him and Deshaun Watson somewhere, and they're gonna thrive. Um, <laughs> I'll throw yeah, he's he's clowny. I'll throw uh
1: Brian Edwards' name here too. Who I don't know. There was lots of lots of hype in the in the training camp. Didn't live up to it, but this was a nice game ish, I guess. Two catches, fifty one yards, a touchdown. Touchdown was nice. Back shoulder touchdown grad, twenty six yards or something. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of a shitty year for Edwards. But that, that that Raiders team was kind of weird when you think about
0: it this year. Okay, my out-of-nowhere rookie, Dominic Daphne, because it's the first time I think I've seen a rookie this year who I didn't know who he was. I know, right? Uh, transferred from Iowa to Indiana State. Go Sycamores. Played receiver at Iowa. Plays tight end for the Packers. Caught a 13-yard touchdown. Um. And then, like, on the ensuing kickoff, he, he nailed the kick return on, <laughs> on kick coverage. So I was, I was just like, this is my guy. Uh,
1: speaking of special teams, I had to give a tip of the cap here to Sam Sloman, baby. You thought he was gone when the Rams cut him? No. Game-winning field goal off the upright to win the division for the Titans. It was sick. Two for two from field goals. Uh, 47 yards was as long. Didn't miss an extra point on five. That's sick. And, again, I would also be remiss in my duties if I didn't mention that Tommy Stevens came in. And have four carries for twenty three yards in the Taysom Hill roll.
0: Pretty hilarious. Pretty awesome. Uh, okay. Finally, my start the rookie is Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> sick. <laughs> I I wanted to um
1: highlight a not full time rookie that's going to be big this week. I went with Jordan Brooks. Um, he was the monster when they played the Rams two weeks ago. Uh, had another really strong game this weekend. San Fran led led the Seahawks in tackles. But you got to think that McVay has a plan to attack him this week, specifically in coverage um, when he's on the field. Last game was probably the first time, I think, in, in the McVay era, McVay era that Carroll got the best out of him and outcoached him. So personally, I'm kind of afraid of what Sean McVay is going to come, come back with this week. Uh, and I think Brooks might be the key. So if, if he keeps playing as great as he's been the last couple of weeks, uh, I think that's going to go a long way for the Seahawks' win, or if they can really take advantage of him, um, I think that, that could be the key to
0: a Rams victory. Of course, AJ only wants to talk about Seahawks' playoff stuff.
1: You chose Trevor Lawrence. (laughs)